0: Amen. If you love Jesus, amen. 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 First time I get introduced as Mr. Puerto Rico. <laughs> There's a story behind that, but I cannot say it. My wife's watching, she's listening, so uh, I've got to be nice. If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 6 in your Bibles. What an amazing testimony, Brother Kinsman. Thank you so much. That was tremendous. My heart was blessed. And a thank you church for all that you do for missions. Um, not only are you reaching your Jerusalem, but you're also reaching your Judea, your Samaria. Those are your neighbors, those around you. And you're also reaching the uttermost parts of the world. Thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. You've been an example to me this week. I've learned so much. I've been taking notes. And uh, I'm just thankful to see what God is doing in this church, this great ministry. Uh, I was amazed at all the nationalities you have here. That is uh, very, very... um, uh, beautiful to see and, and how you just gel together you blend in together and um, I enjoy the food uh, I do know how to speak some of those languages uh, I, w- I know how to speak Chinese a little bit I can say uh, sweet and sour chicken uh, lo mein <laughs> you know, I can speak some Italian I can say lasagna, spaghetti and meatballs and uh, you know the good old stuff I can speak some Philadelphia uh, language, Philly steaks and uh, <laughs> But uh, I enjoy the rice and gandules. Praise the Lord we have Puerto Ricans here. Amen. We have some from Puerto Rico. Yes, acapurias, pernil. I got some pernil to go back to the, to the room. Thank you so much. What a blessing. I'm so blessed to be with you. John chapter 6 in your Bibles. And I want to be a blessing to you. And uh, thank you so much for coming out tonight. And I hope you can make it tomorrow night. Tomorrow night will be the last night. And um, of the Missions Conference, of course. You'll have service on Sunday. But uh, it's been a blessing to me to, for me to be here with you. And uh, thank you so much for supporting us throughout all these years. Uh, you have many, much fruit to your account. I will say this, you'll not see it in this lifetime. You'll see it when you get to heaven. Uh, but uh, God has done some very special things through, uh, through this ministry, helping our ministry there in Puerto Rico. I'll share a few things today. Uh, a few things you'll listen to in the message, but thank you so much for loving our family, our church, and uh, you helped us for you've helped us for many years. But you helped us especially big time during the uh, uh, COVID. You helped us during the uh, uh, during the hurricanes, and uh, when my daughter got sick, you helped us big time. Thank you so much for doing all that. Uh, we we you know I, I know I'm going to forget some things, but from the bottom. Of my heart, thank you so much for all that you've done for us throughout these years, and uh, you've, you've held the rope for us and for the ministry there in, uh, in Puerto Rico. Thank you so much. If you ever go to Puerto Rico, please visit us. We are one hour from uh, from the capital. We're in a, in a city called Ceiba. Uh, it's way down to the east. It's like if you're watching a United States map, it's like watching New York or Philadelphia in the corner over there, and so that's where we're located, but you're welcome to come. Uh, and, and the church over there is just like this one, a little bit smaller, of course, but it 's just like this one right here, and a uh, uh, very loving church. we love missionaries we uh, uh, 're a very very friendly church, just like this one. John chapter six in your Bibles, and uh, we 'll start reading there in verse number uh, one, John chapter six, verse one. John chapter 6 and verse number 1. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, and saw great company come unto him. He saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered and answered him, Two hundred pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here. Which have five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? I want to speak to you on that little question there in the end, verse number nine. But what are they among so many? Father, we love you. And Lord, I need your help. Lord, uh, what a great church. Lord, this church has a, has a love for you. This church loves their Jerusalem, they love their Judea, their Samaria. And they love the world, Lord. But Lord, each and every one of us, we could do more for you. And I pray, Lord, you would speak to our hearts. Challenge each and every one of us. Lord, use thy servant to be a blessing to these precious people. Lord, thank you so much for Pastor LeJurn, for his love for you, for his family. Thank you for Brother Kinsman and his wife. Lord, bless the ministry there. Lord, please give them a great Sunday on April 3rd. And Father, just use them for your honor and glory. Please bless this service. We promise to give you the honor, the glory, the praise for what you do. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Many of you, you've heard this story many times, I'm sure. It is a very touching, moving story. I've read it many times, and it's, it's been very special to my heart. Uh, but uh, just a quick review. Could you imagine when this little lad was going to follow Jesus the Bible says there was a great multitude. Some people say 5,000 men. There were more than that. There's other passages in the Bible. If you turn up uh, Matthew chapter 14, I want to show you something very important. It's a detail about this uh, message that, of this story that you need to hear. Look in Matthew chapter 14 and look at verse number 21. Matthew 14 and look at verse number 21. Here we have a parallel text in verse number 21. It says, and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men. Then it says, beside women and children. So the story we read, it talks about how Jesus did feed 5,000, but he wasn't counting, they weren't counting the men, uh, the the women and the children. So to make a long story short, there were probably twenty to 30,000 people there. Okay, there was a lot of people there, a multitude following Jesus in this passage. But there was only one young lad who had something that he can give to Jesus. Very important. I think about when this young lad was going to follow Jesus. Now, take take in consideration, uh, we're not talking about a teenager. We're talking about a lad. He was probably 12 years old, maybe even 11. But he was following Jesus. Can you imagine when he left his home? And his mom said, Don't leave yet, son. Don't leave. Here, I want you to take this lunch with you. Here, take this um, uh, take these fishes and take this bread. Take them with you so that when you get hungry, I want you to have a meal. And so this young man went and he followed after Jesus. And, and uh, there was a need. Amen? And everywhere you go, there are needs. You know, you look at this world and you see the need. Amen? You see, uh, you, you look here, in, even in Connecticut, you see the need. You look at New York, everywhere you look, oh, even in America, all over the world, you see the need. And there was a big need here. And Jesus didn't want to send these folks home Empty handed. He wanted to give them something to eat. But this he did to prove them. And then uh, the disciples said, Hey, there's one lad here. But all he has is two uh, fishes and five barley loaves of bread. But what are they among so many? And you know the story. Jesus said, "Bring Bring me the bread. Bring me the fishes. And Jesus gave thanks. He prayed. And you know the story. Everything was multiplied. People began to eat, and they were filled. The Bible says they were able to get seconds. Are you listening? Amen. Not only did they, but they were filled. They were. They were. You know. They were. They were filled. God is that good of a God. Amen. And He uh, provided their needs. But to make a long story short, uh, what impresses me about this story is that young lad. He had something in his hand that he was willing to give the Lord. Verse number 9 it says there is a lad which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. You might say they're small. But little is much when God is in it. You see sometimes you and I we have things we have things we can give God and we say but this is not much. It might not seem much for you, but in God's hands it's pretty big. Right. Because God can do big things with our little things. And what a what a precious story. This young lad, he gave Jesus that which he had. You know, he gave him those fishes. He gave him the bread. He gave him the bread, and God did great things with that. Throughout uh, all the years we've been there in Puerto Rico, we've uh, we've seen God do great things with little things. I was telling Pastor Lejeune this week. I said, when somebody ever goes to Puerto Rico and visits our work and sees the church there, I want them to just say one thing. There's only one thing I would like for them to say. I want them to see that it was obvious that it was God who did it. I don't want nobody to say, hey, look, it's because, uh, you know, Brother Martinez is there, or because Mrs. Martinez is there, or it's because of the team that they have, or it's because of their staff. No, uh, I want it to be evident that it was God who did it. And when you read this story, we know it wasn't the lad, amen? It was Jesus who did the miracle. It was Jesus who fed the multitudes. It was Jesus who did the great work. Throughout uh, the years, uh, when we started back in 98, uh, we, we we didn't know what to do. We got there, and you, you heard the story, one thing after another, many, many battles, after about, uh, i never forget, one of the first things I did, because my heart has always been on missions, just like your pastor's heart. And I had a heart for mission. I said, Lord, you're going to have to do something here. So when I got there, one of the first things we did, we added more missionaries. And by adding more missionaries, you know, I believe there's nothing closer to the heart of God than the Great Commission. I believe that. Listen, I read the Bible for many, many years since I was six years old. Listen, I have never found anything in the Bible more deeper, more profound than the Great Commission. If you find something, show it to me. Because I've not seen it. There's nothing more closer to the heart of God than the Great Commission. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all men should come unto repentance. And and so while we were there in Puerto Rico, I said, Lord, uh, help us. Let's add more missionaries. Let's let's keep um, the word going. And to make a long story short, several weeks passed by. I never forget one time, uh, the Lord put in my heart, it's time to start a Christian school. And I try to brush it off. You know, um, my pastor said, if you ever have an enemy, don't shoot him, don't kill him. Just talk him into starting a Christian school. That will kill him. <laughs> and that's a true statement. All right, that's a true statement. But anyway, to make a long story short, we said, Lord, uh, you sure you want me to start a school? Yes, we want you to start the school. Lord, <laughs> I know nothing about starting a school, but you know what you're doing. So I get up on a Sunday. I announce to the church, Church, Lord put in my heart, to start a Christian school. Everybody looked at me kind of crazy. Go ahead. Go right ahead, Pastor. Do whatever you want. It's all yours. God bless you. You know, you know they'll, they'll pray for me. Amen? So I'll never forget. I announced to the church we're starting a Christian school. And one day, one day, I was driving my car and uh, you know how sometimes, there's a, there's a boogeyman called Smutty Face, called the devil. I was driving my car. I'll never forget. Uh the devil started speaking. Are you sure you're going to start a school? I said, well, I'm not God-ish. And where are your teachers? Where are your students? Where are your classrooms? You know, uh, where are your permits? Where, where, where are you going to start the school? i never forget. I pulled the car the side of the road. I got out of the car. I opened the passenger door. Said to the devil, Get out! Get out! Closed the door. Went back to the other side. Kept driving. Amen? And, uh, you know, some of you need to kick the devil out of, out of the car. Amen? But anyway, uh, right after that, uh, two weeks later, I get a phone call. Two weeks later, I get a phone call. I never I, It was a businessman. I didn't know who he was. Never heard his name. He called me up. He said, uh, Pastor Martinez, uh, I heard you're going to start a Christian school. And I said, uh, yes, sir. Uh, we, we're planning on starting one. And uh, he said, can I meet with you? I said, sure. Come to church on Sunday. And after church, we'll, we can meet. So he came to church that Sunday. Right after uh, church was over... We walked around the property. He said, where are you going to have your classrooms? I said, somewhere around here. <laughs> uh, he said, where are your chalkboards? Uh, I don't have any chalkboards, but we'll see what's going to happen. He said, what about the desks for the students? Oh, we don't have those either. But well, we're going to try to get some. And we just kept on, uh, you know, just walking around. And they said, well, let me take you to eat. I never turned down food. Amen? Policy. Amen? Never turn down food. I never turned down coffee. Never turned down food. So I said, sure, let's go to eat. We went out to eat to a, a Tex-Mex restaurant. Amen. And uh, I never forget. I got this nice burrito. How many of you like burritos? Anybody here? Amen. Glory to God. For, there's going to be burritos in heaven. Amen. So I had this burrito, and then we were having our meal. And right after I was finished eating the meal, I never forget. He said, "Well, I want to help you start your Christian school." And I thought, I thought, I thought he was going to register his kids. He had two two young men with him there. I thought he wanted to register his kids. And uh, to make a long story he pulled out his checkbook. I said, "We want to help you start your school," and um, and I said, "Oh, well, thank you." He wrote a check. He gave it to me, and when I opened up that check, to my surprise, you know, I thought it was a check. I thought it was going to be a check for a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousand. He gave me a check for fifty thousand dollars to start the school. Now, listen, we're not done yet. God is good. Amen. The next day, the next day, I go to the bank, you know, my little small faith. I know yours is pretty big. Mine is small. But I went to the bank and I gave the, I I, I knew the the bank manager. I said, "Um, um, ma'am, somebody gave me this check. Could you check and make sure this check is good? (laughs) You know, (laughs) you know, you know, could you check for me, make sure this check is good? I never forget the bank opens at 8 o'clock. I was there at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I was waiting in line. Couldn't sleep that night. I was there. To make a long story short, we got inside there and uh, she, she got the check. She said, uh, she said, Brother Martinez, the check is good. She said, we can clear 10,000 right now. We can, the rest will be cleared in the next couple of days. And that's how we started our Christian school. Little as much. Listen, little as much. When God is in it. And all this young man had, all he had was two fishes and five barley loaves of bread. But he gave them to the Lord Jesus Christ. And God did great things. Hey, if you give your little to the Lord, the little which you... Hey, by the way, God is not interested in you giving what you don't have... God is interested in you giving of that which you already have, of that which He's already given you. Many people say to me, Brother Martinez, well, when I have many, when I have much, I'll give much. Oh, when I have some more, I'll give more. Hey, you might never have anything else. Give out of what you have, and God will bless that. Give out of what you have. I never forget I was a little boy. I had a uh I I had I've had one dog my entire life. Uh and we were so close. And when I saw that dog die, I decided I'd never have another dog. Now we have dogs in our home, but they're not mine. They're my kids, my wives, my dads, but they're not mine. I just play with them, you know. I, I gotta buy them food, but it's their dogs. Amen. But I had one dog. Her name was Brownie. And Brownie was a was a, was a, was a nice, cute, beautiful dog. And um, I never forget when when I was growing up in Guayanilla, Puerto Rico, we were very poor. Our family was very poor. Once a month, we had meat. Once a month, that was it. Uh, it could be chicken, it could be beef, it could be pork chop, but just once a month in our home we had meat. Well, it just happened to be one of those one, one days of the month. Amen. And I never forget we had chicken. So we had rice, beans, we had a little bit of salad, and we had chicken. That was just once a month. I never forget. I ate everything. I ate it all, and then I just left. I just had the bone left. That's it. So I called my dog Brownie, and Brownie came running, and I gave her the bone, and Brownie went running right next to the tree, and she dug up a hole by the tree, and there she just uh, planted her bone and started eating the bone. And, you know, all this to say this. Sometimes, just like I gave my dog my leftovers, sometimes that's the way we treat God. Are you listening? I'm not here to offend you. I love you in the Lord. But many of us, many of us, that's all we give God, our leftovers. You you ever heard the Bible of Lazarus? Lazarus wanted to eat the crumbs that were falling down of the rich man's table. Remember that story? That's all he wanted to eat. And uh, to make a long story short, sometimes that's what we want to give God, our crumbs. When we can give God, hey, out of the abundance He's given us. Many of you, you said it yesterday. We can say it today as a testimony. How many of you as a testimony can say, Pastor Martinez, God has been good to me. Can I see your hand? Amen. How many of you can say, Pastor Martinez, I'm blessed beyond measure. Amen. You, We are. We are. Listen, listen, we are. God's been good to us. Hey, it's time that we grab those things which God has given us and use them for Him and and be willing to give God uh, the things that He's given us. Hey, God has blessed you with good health. God has blessed you with children. God has blessed you with a wonderful, beautiful marriage. God has given you a beautiful home. Amen? God has been good to you. We can give God out of the abundance He's given us. There's a song that... Um, I like to sing. I'm not a good singer, but it goes like this. Hear ye the master call. Give me thy best. Not my, not your leftovers. Your best. Though be it great or small, that is his test. Do then the best you can. Not for reward. Not for the praise of man. But for the Lord. Hey, when you give, you're giving to the Lord. Yes, it goes through the missionary and God uses the missionary to to, to win people to Christ and to build a church and to serve the Lord. Yes, it goes to help uh, starting a church. Yes, it goes to help starting a deaf ministry. Yes, we use it for that. So the kingdom of God can go forward. Hey, but God uses that which you give for His glory. Don't forget, you're giving it unto the Lord. You're giving it to the Lord. The song goes on to say, Every work for Jesus will be blessed. But he asks of every one his best. Our talents may be few. These may be small. But unto him is due our best, our all. Are you giving God your fishes and your bread? Are you listening? Are you willing to give God your fishes and your bread? This young lad, as he went following Jesus, you know, he had something to give Jesus. Amen? You know, there were thousands of people there, but nobody, nobody else had anything. Nobody else had anything. This little boy, this little lad, he had something that he can give to Jesus. He had, he had those fishes. He had that bread. And he was willing to give it to the Lord. And ma- many of us, our problem is we have much, but we're not willing to give much. We're we're blessed in abundance. Um, you know, in our homes, we have so much stuff in our homes. Forgive me, forgive me for saying that. But we have so much stuff in our homes. We have so much stuff we don't need. You know, we have so much stuff we don't need. You know, don't get offended. Don't get offended. How many of you have more than five or six pairs of shoes? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Wow. You know, sometimes, you know, we have have these big closets. We got so much clothes. I wonder what I'm going to wear. Well, well, you got like 20 suits on. Just pick one. Don't get mad at me. I love you in the Lord. But I'm just trying to point out something to you. Hey, we're blessed in abundance, but are we giving in abundance? Sometimes the Lord's going to give you a raise. Instead of raising your cost of, your, your, your living standards, why don't you raise your giving standards? Are we okay, preacher? Am I okay? Are you listening? Instead of, you know, uh, increasing my cost of living, why don't we increase our cost of giving? Do we believe the Bible? It is better to what? Give than to? Hey, I'm not saying receiving is not good. It's good, too. It is good. But the Bible says it is better. Amen? Amen. It is better to give than to say, "Hey, hey, when, when you know." I, I think of for the kinsmen going now and, and starting churches. Hey, I, I think you know he's going to reach he's going to reach many people for the Lord, but he's also going to reach folks that have not been born yet. They haven't been born yet, the unborn. I never forget when I got to Puerto Rico, and uh, we got there in, in uh, August of '98. And I never forget when we had the first hurricane that same day. It was my wife's birthday, but there was also a young man. A young man was born that day, and several years later, he ended up in our school and he got saved. and And he's right there in the city. He's still living for the Lord. Why? Because we went there as 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 missionaries and were able to reach those that were not even born yet. You know you're giving to missions, but you, and you're reaching those that have not been born yet? The unborn? Oh, what God can do with what we give. You know, uh, I, I like basketball. You put a basketball in my hands, it's not worth much. But you put the same basketball in Michael Jordan's hands, and now that basketball is worth $40 million. Are you listening? Are you with me? Are you with me? It all depends on whose hands the basketball is, right? You know, you grab a tennis racket, you put it in my hands. It's not worth much. I don't know how to play tennis. But you put that racket in Pete Sampras' hands. Oh. Now we're talking, amen? You know, you grab, uh, you grab those fishes and that bread, you give it to that young lad. All you have is a fish sandwich. That's all. Right? Yes? But you put those fishes and that bread in Jesus' hands... And now you have the feeding of thousands of people. Why? Because what matters is in whose hands, in whose hands, you know, uh, in whose hands is the basketball, in whose hands is the fish. Hey, can you imagine if you put your life in God's hands? Could you imagine if you put, if you put your wallet in God's hands? Could you imagine if you put your life in God's hands? Could you imagine if we great, if we gave our children and said, God, here are our children, use them. We put our children in your hands amazing what God can do when things are in his hands just hey can you imagine what God can do you know I love you in the Lord I don't know many I don't know many of you but I'm sure there are people here who have businesses I'm sure could you imagine what can happen if you, you put your business in God's hands can you imagine what God can do if you put your business in God's hands am I okay could you imagine what God can do if, you know, the the church in Puerto Rico, I said, Lord, I, I just stay out of the way. People tell me, what are you doing in your church? I just stay out of the way. Let God build a church. Amen? I just stay out of the way. Let the Lord build a church. What about the school? Let the Lord build a school. What about your family? Let the Lord build a family. It's not my family. It's His family. These are not my hands. They're His hands. These are not my feet. They're His feet. These are not my eyes. This is not my mouth. It's all God's. It all belongs to Him. Hey, put your life in God's hands. What God can do if we put things in His hands. I never forget a young lady came to our office with with her mom, and um, uh, they came looking for information about our school. And uh, I'll never forget, we sat down there, and, and I, I always ask when anybody comes, I say, "What can I do for you?" And they say, "Well, I want to uh, interested in putting our daughter in your school." And here we had a case where a young lady came to our school, and this is exactly what happened. Um, I, you know, they, they want to put her in our school. It's like in tenth grade, and and I told the mom, I told the mom, I told the young lady, hey, do you um, you go to church anywhere? She said, no, I don't go to church. I said, have you been saved? She said, no, I'm not, I haven't been saved. I don't believe in God. I said, you don't believe in God? I said, well, this is a Christian school. We talk about God every day. She said, well, I don't believe in God. And I told mom, mom, that I'm sorry. You know, you know, this this is not the school for her. She doesn't belong. You know, she's not going to do well here because. This is a Christian school. We talk about God every day. I'm sorry. I can't help you. And, uh, to make all sorts, the mom got up. She stood in front of me. She said, Pastor, Pastor, please, please, please help this young lady. Please do something so that she can come to this school. And right away, the Holy Spirit started speaking to my heart. She said, Pastor, when that young lady was born, her mom put her in a basket and took her to a church and just left her there in the church. And right away, the Holy Spirit spoke to my and I said, Brother Martinez, he, well, he calls me Luis, but he said, Louis, I've got something special for this young lady. And right away, the Holy Spirit started convicting me. I said, okay, I'll tell you what. Well, you'll, you can stay in our school, but no, every day we're going to tell you about Jesus. Every day we're going to talk to you about the Lord. Know that. And if you cause me any trouble, then I'll have to let you go. And uh, to make a long story short, after about a month, Bring a chapel service, preaching there, that young lady came under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, asked Jesus to be her Savior. She began to grow. God changed her life. Um, she became a soul winner, telling people about the Lord. Amazing things that God did with that young lady. What I'm trying to say is if you put your, hand, your life in God's hands, what God can do. What God can do if you put your life in his hands. Are you willing to give what you have to the Lord? Are you willing to give what you have to the Lord? Sometimes we, um, like I mentioned, we want to give God our leftovers. But no, God is a king. Do you believe that? Do you believe he's a king? He's a king of, he's a king of kings. He doesn't deserve our leftovers. He, you know, he, he, He's not homeless. Are you listening? The Lord is not homeless. He's the King of kings. He's the King of glory. He deserves our everything. He deserves our best. Are you willing to give God everything? Turn your Bibles, please, quickly. Acts chapter 20. Show you a verse here. Acts chapter 20. Look at verse number 35. Are you willing? Acts chapter 20, verse 35. The Bible says, I have showed you all things, how that uh, so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, When COVID started, a couple of years ago, when COVID started, I'll never forget, um, uh, the hardest thing I've been through was when my daughter got sick. uh, I know know some of you here, you know, you've been through harder things and more difficult things than I have, but uh, that's the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Uh, My daughter got sick, and um, to make a long story short, we had to take her to the hospital. And they left her in the hospital for seven days. We cannot visit her. We cannot see her. It was the hardest thing in life that I've ever been through. And I know some. Of, I know some people. Who you've lost loved ones. You've lost sons and daughters. And and um, and my heart breaks out to you. And but in my case, that's the hardest thing I've been through. And uh, I never forget when we dropped. It was a Wednesday. We dropped her off at the hospital, and uh, we I hugged her goodbye, and came back home, and uh, on our way to church. Uh, I had to go to church and preach. I felt very tempted to write the church a message and say, Church, I'm sorry. I cannot. Um, I don't think I can preach tonight. I'm not feeling well. But I, I, I realized that the work of God just needs to keep going no matter what. Amen? Uh, the work of God is bigger than me. The, word of, the, the work of God is bigger than my daughter. It's bigger than all of us. Amen? Are you with me? So I, I said, Lord, um, just help me. I don't know how we did it, but I made it to church. And uh, I preached to uh, an empty auditorium. I preached in front of a camera and uh, just preach, uh, preached my heart out. And um, to make a long story short, went back home that night, just cried to sleep, cried myself to sleep, crying all week. Uh, I missed my daughter. I, couldn't, I could not see her. Uh, we tried to call her on the phone. We can only talk for like five minutes over the phone sometimes. Uh, sometimes she was so spaced out. Sometimes we called that she did not want to talk to us. That's how, you know, medication and, All those things did to her. But to make a long story short, when she came out of the hospital, we praised the Lord. She came out. And one night we were in our home. We were it was about maybe nine o'clock at night. And our daughter said, uh she just got up, she said, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy said, Yes, sweetie, what's the matter? Daddy, let's pray. Said, let's pray. Let's pray. I said, Okay, sweetheart, what do you want to pray about? Said, Daddy, let's pray that God'll fix our building that was destroyed during hurricanes. Let's pray for that. And I said, okay, let's pray. And we all got on our knees as a family in our bedroom. We all prayed. held hands. We prayed together. And, I, and we prayed. And right after I finished praying, in Jesus' name, amen, after I finished praying, God put in my heart. I had just received, uh, you know, the COVID stimulus check. I just received, uh, I, think, well, I think it was $1,400 or $1,200. And God put in my heart, I need you to give that to the rebuilding of the property. And right away I told my family, well, I'm going to give my stimulus check. I'm going to give it to the church. And that Sunday I got up in church and I said, church, uh, this is what happened this week. My daughter, she just came out of the hospital. She told us to pray. And so we're praying that God will help us fix the building. And, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm giving my stimulus check and I'm going to ask church members whatever you can give. I'm asking everybody, let's all start giving because we've got to fix this. We've got to rebuild our main auditorium and our fellowship hall that was damaged, destroyed by the hurricanes. To make a long story short, folks, um, uh, we just started praying and giving. And uh, I said, Lord, we need a lot of money. How are we, we going to rebuild all this? I said, we need your help, Lord. And this is what God said. I mean it. I mean it with all my heart. I'm standing in a pulpit. This is the Bible right here. God put in my heart, I want you to add more missionaries. I said, but Lord, you, you want me to add more missionaries? Yes, I want you to add more missionaries. Just add more missionaries. And I'll take care of everything else. You just add more missionaries. I said, are you sure? (laughs) Yes, I'm sure. (laughs) You know how preachers are. We don't listen sometimes. But uh, to make a long story short, we added more missionaries. When you take care of God's business, he takes care of your business. When you take care of what matters to God, God takes care of what matters to you. When you take care of God's big world, God takes care of your and my little world. Are you listening? To make a long story short, we started giving. Everybody, everybody in the church started giving. People found out about it. People started giving. I had businessmen calling me on the phone saying, Pastor Martinez, I hear you're, you're rebuilding the, the property there. Uh, Could you give me your bank account? And I know the people. I just don't give my bank account to anybody. Amen. But I said, can you give us your bank account, we want to put some money to help you. And people started giving several thousand dollars here, five thousand dollars here, six thousand there. Uh, Money came in from places I never heard of. I'm serious. But to make a long story short, during COVID, during the pandemic, all this time, for God's glory, we were able to rebuild our, our, our beautiful buildings that were all damaged and destroyed during the hurricane. All for God's glory. My daughter's goal was, her, her dream was, her dream was, when I go to House College, my dream is that the building is finished. And the Lord knows it's true. Two weeks, two weeks before our daughter went to Bible College, we dedicated for God's glory. We dedicated our, our fellowship hall and, and the whole buildings there. We dedicated everything for the Lord. And it was all done it was all paid for, no debt, no loans, all for the glory of God. You know why, folks? Because when you give, God grabs the little bit that you're not give. And he multiplies it. And he does more. And and you know, it's amazing what God can do if we just give. If we just give. I'm done, but let me share a story with you. I'm done. Several years ago, this happened in India. We had a missionary from India a few days ago. There was a uh, a king, a Raja. That Raja came over and uh, he saw a poor beggar, and he and as he was coming over, the poor beggar all he had in his plate was some rice. That's all he had, just some rice. All he had, just some rice. And the Raja came to where the the the, the poor man was and he, and he and he and he was pushed by some chariots and, uh, and horses and he had some guards guarding him, some security and he, and he walked out and he walked up to that young poor beggar and he said, he said what do you have there? He said, "Well, oh, I have a plate of rice. So do me a, He said, give me some of that rice. He said, give of your rice to the Raja. He said, give, give, give of your rice to the Raja. The Raja said, I can't give you my rice this is all I have. I have nothing else to eat. This is all I have, just some rice. And the Raja kept saying, Give, give, give of your rice to the Raja. And the, and the beggar just, just kept saying, But I don't have much. This is all I have. I'm poor. I don't have much. This is all I have. A bowl of rice and my clothes. That's all I have. And the Raja just kept insisting, Please, please, give of your rice to the Raja. Give of your rice to the Raja. The, 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 the beggar was angry. said, no, I'm not going to give you my rice. This is all I have. I'm poor. Look at you. You have chariots. You have horses. You have wealth. You have a palace. This is all I have. And he kept saying, please, please give of your rice to the Raja. Finally, the poor beggar, in a very stingy manner, all he did was he gave the Raja two grains of rice. That's all he gave him, two grains of rice. And the Raja turned around, got back, and he left. As the poor beggar was eating his rice, he was eating his rice, he was murmuring to himself, what does this Raja think, asking me for my rice? This is all I have. I'm poor, he's rich, he's wealthy. Why is he asking me for my rice? And as he was eating his rice, he saw on the bottom of his plate something was shining and when he dug down deep he found in his plate he found two nuggets of gold the Raja slipped two nuggets of gold in his plate in exchange for those two grains of rice that poor beggar right away said where did this come from where did this rice where did this gold come from I know I know I gave my rice to the Raja, and in exchange, he gave me two nuggets of gold. Then he said this in his heart. He said this. He said, I wish I would have given all my rice to the Raja. Don't get offended. But many of us, we're going to get to heaven someday. We're saved. You'll be in heaven someday. But I promise you, when we get to heaven, many of us will be saying, I wish I had given all to the Lord. I wish I had given all to the Lord. When I was in Sunday school, preacher, I was in Sunday school uh, as a little boy. I didn't know much about giving. I didn't know much about tithing. But I, one of my teachers, his name was Kevin Kratzer. He was a Sunday school teacher. He was a bus captain. And he, um, in class, he taught on giving. And I was a poor kid. I was very poor back then. I was, I'm, I'm still poor. I'm rich in the Lord. But, <laughs> but uh, I'll never forget, he pulled out a dollar bill. He said, boys and girls, let me teach you about giving. If you have a dollar, he said, ten cents belongs to the Lord. And he taught us on giving. He taught us on giving. Then he said, if you have ten dollars, is not a ten, it's another one, but just pretend it's a ten. Is that okay? He pulled out another one. He said, if you have a ten, how much is the Lord's? Yeah. One. And, and he would clap at us. Good job, kids. You're smart. He would pull out a dime. He said, if you have a dime, or penny's the Lord's. He said, if you have a uh, hundred dollars, ten dollars, the Lord's. And he taught us on giving our tithes and offerings and all that. But then I was a poor kid. I was a poor kid. A boy next to me, he pulled out a quarter. He said, teacher, if you have a quarter, how much should I give God? He said, if, you, if God gives you a quarter, he said, give God three cents. You never give God less. Are you listening? You can't cut a penny in half, okay? Are, you Are we okay? So you don't, you don't give him 2.5 cents, you give him three cents. Are we okay? Amen? Is that good? It's good theology, brother. But anyway, but please don't laugh now, but since I was poor, all I had in my pocket was a penny. And I pulled out the penny and said, teacher, what if you're like me and all you have is a penny? And he said this to me. He said, if you have a penny, then you don't have to give anything. He said, but if I were you, I would give it all. And I've never forgotten that statement. I never forgot that statement. We need some Christians that will just give it all. We need some Christians that will just give it all. Give of your all to the Lord. Let's not give them our leftovers. Don't do like me that I gave my bones to, to my dog, Brownie. And I said, Brownie, I love you very much. Here's my bone. Am I Okay. Let's pray. Father, we love you. I thank you so much for this day. This is not a bombastic message. This is not a, uh, Lord, I feel sometimes that I fail. But Father, I, uh, I know you're working. And I know, Lord, you can speak to hearts like no one else can. And Lord, I pray you would help us all to give. Lord, there are some folks here that need to give of their rice to the Raja. Not to the Raja, but to the King of Kings. Some of us here, Lord, we can do more. We could give more. We could pray more. We can help more. We can extend a helping hand. Or we can all do more. Father, help us, please. Help us to not give you our leftovers. Help us to Think of this young lad that had five uh, barley loaves of bread and two fishes. He didn't keep them to himself. He gave it all to the Lord. And the Lord grabbed those fishes and that bread and multiplied. And thousands and thousands were blessed. Thousands, Lord, were helped because one young lad gave it all to the Lord. Lord, give us some Christians today that would just give it all.